0: Welcome to a very, very special uh, follow-up podcast called "Say Something Interesting." A follow-up podcast for East Lake Tri Cities Church. My name is Brent. It's been a couple of weeks since I've yeah, done this. It's like, I you're like, out of I'm practice. Out of man. <laughs> it has been a three-week break for me <laughs> yeah. on this podcast, which is wild. Because that is a
1: little wild for you. you. Know, we
0: filmed it, or we recorded it, or whatever, and then I, I was gone, and then um, you and Megan, or, sorry, you and Lauren yep. did one.
1: Megan and I. And then I. last
0: week we didn't do it at all, and we then here a break. we are again. So yeah. it's uh, it's good to be back. It is it's good to be back. Good to hear uh my voice over my podcast again <laughs> as I'm sitting in my car, probably listening to this on the drive to work or from work. That's probably how this is happening. But Megan, how are hey, you, friend? You're doing all right. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for filling in a couple of weeks ago without yeah, me. You and Lauren did a great job. Well, thank you. Oh, and Gus, I should say, and Gus was here yeah, too. Yeah, Gus was here too. And did he have his cone on at that point nope. or was that pre cone? That was pre-cone. Okay, so he's got a cone now.
1: Yeah, that was pre that was like the day before his big his big snip.
0: Mm, yeah so. <laughs> got it uh i was uh i was hearing him uh on this thing and l- i saw a garbage dog come through yeah. on the uh on the phone and i was like what is what did they talk about uh and then i listened to all of all of the things and you mentioned or she mentioned in there he's part chihuahua part who knows what right because yeah, mm-hmm. that's the whole like thing like it's an adopted dog and well it's kind uh, of a, he was like
1: a street dog yeah so. like a
0: mutt and whatever yeah and I didn't. I don't know that I saw. Like he, he's got this Chihuahua look to him, but mm-hmm. it is like a dirty.
1: And he's big. He's not a small. Like he's a bigger. Yeah, yeah, dog, he is.
0: So. And I was gonna make the joke. Um, you know, most Chihuahuas <laughs> are like quiero talk about, but this one looks like it's like more like quiero Golden Corral or yeah. something different because <laughs> it's a little different and it's a little bit bigger and and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think then, she,
1: I think Lauren said some sort of terrier also probably. Yeah, but. and
0: then I thought the joke might not land because I don't. I'm kind of old, and so like Yokiero Taco Bell was like when I was a kid. <laughs> That's true. Do, are you familiar yeah, when you're I say not that?
1: Not that much older than me.
0: Well, I feel older than you.
1: <laughs> you're only like, I think you're like four or five years. And older the other than reason so. I was like
0: I don't know if this joke's going to work is because we don't have golden corrals over here anymore.
1: Well, we used to, not that long ago.
0: Really. We had old country buffet and Granny's buffet, Buffet. but it's like that. But guys, it's worse. Yeah. (laughs) If you can believe that, it's like a mixture between if Waffle House and (laughs) Granny's buffet had a baby,
1: Uh, it would be Golden Golden Corral. Corral. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. They. Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever eaten a Golden Corral? I
1: can't. I want to say yes, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Because we did. Like I did live a lot of my childhood on the East Coast, and there's a lot more. A lot of them over there on the East Coast, but.
0: We used to um, know somebody who got like into construction, and their thing was they built Golden Corral.
1: Fascinating. So they
0: would get the blueprints, and they would just travel from town to town, and that's what they did.
1: Fascinating. And built
0: a life on it. And then eventually go, you know, I don't want to build my life on Golden yeah. Corral anymore. <laughs> We're not, build, not building too many new ones of these, right? Yes, That's kind yes, of a, yes, yes. Uh, an industry that is mm-hmm. slightly fading for good reason. Do you think that COVID really just knocked out buffets in general?
1: Ooh, I, probably.
0: I mean, it was kind of on their last legs anyways, right? I mm-hmm. mean, you, you, they're fine, but like, I don't know. Just, yeah, it's different.
1: Yeah, I don't, yeah. Do you feel, would you sure.
0: feel comfortable right now eating at a buffet? No. Did you feel, I should say this. Did you <laughs> feel comfortable? Did you eat at buffets before Like that?
1: occasionally, but not often. Like if I'm going to spend money to eat somewhere else, I want to like- What about a
0: salad buffet? Would you eat at a salad buffet? Ooh, that's
1: like usually the worst. So my dad worked in like, um, worked for the health department for yeah, a really long time. Yeah, those are the time.
0: worst ones. And the salad defenders. buffet is always the worst. But I know, but I do like a pizza, salad bar. Salad buffet salad mm-hmm. is so good.
1: Salad bar is good. Yeah. Um. So God, I risk hungry. it, but like- What if we
0: pause this and we went and grabbed lunch?
1: <laughs> at 3.30. At
0: that Golden Corral. <laughs> <laughs> Come back, we'll finish it later.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm good.
0: Good. How was your uh, How was your two week break? What'd you do? Did you do anything fun?
1: Um, I nope. <laughs> I'm a first year teacher, essentially. Yeah, so. yeah. Disney World is just, not fun at yeah, all.
0: I took the family to Disney World. <laughs> Had a great time. Great to be back. One quick story for you. Okay, I'm ready. And then we'll we'll go on to these things. So you live East Coast. Yep. You know that the rain, especially in the South. Yeah. Is so the just rain in different. Florida
1: is different, even than like the rain in. Maryland, but the rain in Maryland is different than the rain over here. So, Because yeah.
0: they say it rains like every day at some point, right? Yeah, like, but
1: usually for like 30 minutes.
0: Right. Um, but when, so we looked at the calendar going down, Kylie's like, there's going to be one day of rain. So we literally prepped, we like got ponchos and we were ready to go for this thing, right? And it was going to be Thursday, our first day at Magic Kingdom. We'd already done um, Universal and Harry Potter and all that kind of stuff. And now we were sl- switching over to the Disney side of things. And it was uh, it was Thursday, so we were kind of prepared. But it was also, again, like 75 and muggy and mm-hmm. hot. So, like, you can't wear a rain jacket. I mean, nope. you know, because you're going to just sweat like crazy. Mm-hmm. So I showed up in, like, a button-up shirt and whatever. But we had the ponchos on hand ready to go. We were prepared. And what happened is uh, we we went into the uh, Thunder Mountain Railroad ride where the whole line is indoors. You're in this cave sort of thing. And it was probably 40 minutes inside of this thing. And we get up to the front. and we had been watching, you know, you're you're back far enough. You're watching all these cars come through the the, the roller coaster deal. You know, people get out, people get in, yada, yada, yada. Uh, We are next in line. And when all of a sudden the cart comes rolling through and everybody on that ride is soaked from head to toe <laughs> and the ride before that, which is probably what two minutes before perfectly dry. Yep. So they come in and they're like, it is raining sheets of rain out there. We couldn't even open our eyes for any of this thing. <laughs> and we are standing next and our eyes just got enormous and what happened was they opened the gates. Everybody got off, and they start shuffling us in, and we're like trying to grab ponchos out of any backpack pockets, everything that's going on. They're not giving us any because they're just like I don't know, they're, they're Floridians yeah. they are used to it, and they're just—it's a machine, man. Like, well, and obviously, Disney especially especially is like, yeah, Disney's like, we don't have time for you to get anything yep, on. Uh-huh. You're going. You're you're getting on this ride. So we get in. Jovi's right next to me. I, Kylie hands me a poncho to get to Jovi. Well, she hands me a poncho. I start putting it on. She's like, "That's for Jovi." I said, "No, that makes sense." So I start unwrapping it and putting it on Jovi. And we're trying to get the bar down. And and we're every you know we, we're trying to put this on. They're like, "Get the bar down, sir. Bar down on. seat seatbelts on." We're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." We're doing this all all this kind of stuff. We get this thing on. It starts moving. I'm still unwrapping this thing. Like these things are just wrapped like I don't know twenty six times. It's super thin plastic. It's awful. We get it. I put it on. I I'm I'm like getting it on. And then all of a sudden we hit the open air uh-huh. and it is absolutely downpouring. Like you're in a shower. Yep. It was and you're going fast on this roller coaster. Yep. And so it's hitting your eyeballs. <laughs> I didn't open my eyes at all. And <laughs> we're going in this ride and you're just soaked immediately. And then we hear thunder in the distance. Oh no. <laughs> and not that f- I say distance. Not I, that far. Not that far. Yep to the point where they shut down the ride when we're on one of those click, 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 going up like this at a 45 what and we're just and then it just stops and they come over the intercom please don't move don't get off it's gonna be fine everything's great you know there's just thunder to close in the area where this is for your safety and we're like <laughs> sticking yeah. us out at the top like yeah. the highest part of the roller coaster <laughs> in the I'm soaking seated
1: rain on a metal where
0: we can't even open our eyes <laughs> yeah. this is the safest spot for us I don't know about that mr Disney so <laughs> Anyways, the ride starts back up. We finished the ride. We're, we're, I mean, like, literally, I'm just – I'm hunkered in the corner, like, with my eyes just shut. <laughs> absolutely sopping wet. And we roll in, and I finally, once we're back under the cover of this, you know, ride thing or whatever, I'm able to, like, wipe the water from my eyes and look over. And I look over, and Jovi's sitting next to me, and she's got the whole plastic thing, but I had put it on backwards, the hood. So the hood is completely covering her face. <laughs> It's look looking like I asphyxiated my daughter on this ride. <laughs> We're soaking wet. And she's like, she's got a smile on her face, but she could also be like completely unconscious at this point. I'm sure. I felt like worst dad ever as we come rolling in. I'm like, I'm like ripping a hole in the face of it so that she can breathe. Oh. And just
1: pull it down off her head well that would have been smarter but
0: oh my, oh my gosh. gosh
1: that's really funny it was
0: it was awful and she
1: wouldn't say anything either. no
0: i couldn't hear her anyways well, yeah. Yeah, yeah i mean
1: like-
0: yeah i'm glad she didn't pass out i mean that was a real that was a real logical <laughs> option considering the circumstances so.
1: oh man that was great yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, other stuff happened, but that was that was by far, in yeah. a way, the most embarrassing slash fun, slash one of those memory-making things like mm-hmm. we'll never forget. Remember, you know, remember that time we went on that ride and mm-hmm. yeah, it was soaking wet. And yep. That's there's there way. is a picture going around. Uh it is uh uh not recommended, not suitable for, for most people, <laughs> but of me in in the the <laughs> l- linen shirt. <laughs> That is absolutely soaking wet. That looks like it belongs in oh like God. a like a sports illustrated <laughs> swimsuit edition. Ew. Yeah. It's it's not great. I forwarded it to a, a friend of mine and I said, "Hey, uh, uh my buddy Jeremy and I said, uh-huh. "Please don't don't hang this up in your yeah. <laughs> on your wall in your bedroom." Oh, <laughs> uh, it's awful. Uh, so, that's amazing. Yeah, we had a good time though. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, obviously the kids loved Harry Potter land. It was yeah. bonkers, crazy mm-hmm. cool. I mean, Just the, like, just walking around there. You don't have to do anything. You just walk in there and be like, well, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Um, And then Disney was just amazing. And the fireworks shows at the end and blah, 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 blah. Yeah,
1: what a wonderful family trip, though.
0: Wonderful family trip. The kids did great because we were, you know, flying, you know, stupid times and... Walking around, I don't know how many steps I got in. I should have probably bought one of those little pedometers or, or like, like got a watch that does that kind of stuff because that would have been interesting info. But, um, I think I would say the over under is set at about 20,000 steps
1: like per day um, per
0: hour. Per would hour would be, uh, what it felt like. <laughs> um, because even when I said 20,000, I thought that was a lot, but I think I that's not even that far off. Yeah. Uh, that's probably pretty close to yeah, where we probably. were at. My, yeah, they were, it was, it was bad. Yeah. So. <laughs> Good to be home. It's great to yeah. be home. Kids back in school. They did homework in the airport.
1: That's exciting.
0: Both For going them. and coming. They didn't touch it as in between, but they That's did good. it there. And mm-hmm. uh I believe they got it all done. So we'll see how it works out. But yeah. uh yeah, it's
1: yeah. good. That's so fun. I'm glad you guys got to do that. Yep.
0: Super fun. Uh anything else? No. Okay.
1: I my life is incredibly boring. So
0: <laughs> it's good. I like it. <laughs> I mean, is school going well though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's going. Did you go to any more football games while I was gone? I did actually.
1: Yeah. I went to our final football game. Okay, how did the they do? Season.
0: Well,
1: it was against Pasco High, so they absolutely ooh the it. gravel pit, right? Yeah, it was the yeah. gravel pit. Okay. Um, I only stayed through halftime. Um, Smart, because I well, I went early because I have a senior who's on the team, so I went and watched the scene. It was senior night also, so I went and watched the seniors, and then um. And then I stayed through halftime because I also have some students who were in the marching band and I wanted to watch them do their whole performance. Nice. So, uh, yeah.
0: And, uh, you have Thursday off this week. I do, but I
1: have school on Friday.
0: Yeah. It's like a weird holiday for you, right? Yeah. It's
1: all of my students are like, why, why,
0: why are we doing this?
1: Why is it like that? And I'm like, well,
0: Now you know how every Monday holiday feels for a pastor where I'm like, I work Sunday and yeah, then I have Monday off. Great. And then yeah. I'm back on Tuesday. So it's like always in between. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But one of the best holidays of the year is coming up and that is Thanksgiving. Okay, is that a, few weeks a fave away.
1: of your friends?
0: Well, I think here's why it's a fave because it's a Thursday holiday. Yep. And so you usually like take off half Wednesday or probably you, do you even have school on Wednesday? Yeah, we have half, half day, day on Wednesday. So half day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It just feels like... Mm-hmm. That's a long one that you really and do our
1: schedule recover this, from. Well, your kids do it too, but um, the schedule in Pasco. So, our the last day of our trimester is the Monday after Thanksgiving. Okay. So we have school on that Monday, and then don't have school on the Tuesday.
0: Oh wow! Okay.
1: So Didn't I'm know that. not expecting a ton of attendance. Yeah, on the totally last day right. Of the trimester because they're not going to do any learning unless their teacher is real mean and gives them an actual final on that day um the chances of them actually coming to school are pretty low yeah so that's okay
0: well there you go (laughs) got that coming up which is exciting and then obviously the uh the great shopping the black friday shopping and all the mm -hmm, stuff that goes along with all that get into that exciting it's exciting don't you lie I don't uh, come on now. <laughs> All right. On Sunday, we continued part two of our series, of the long way around a series on integrity. We dove deep into Proverbs 11, three, and the uh, the idea that the integrity of the upright guides them, and we talked about what it means to be upright and guiding, and looking off in the distance and looking at making decisions about the story that we're going to tell of ourselves and what we think of long term, and not just on what the here and the now is, which is really the crookedness of the treacherous will lead to their downfall. Uh, and that is to kind of focus on the short term and those decision makings, and kind of move forward with some of that. It was this, it was a verse that I had uh, introduced early on, and as I mentioned in the in the talk, I think. Um, I don't think I did this, a, a, uh, I think I did a disservice to it not really defining it very well. And so I felt like it kind of deserved its own thing. Yeah. And so we came back and kind of discussed, uh, a few pieces of that. Um, I shared a story about my car running mm-hmm. out of oil, which is a hundred percent true. Somebody came I I 100% goes,
1: believed it was 100% true. Yeah.
0: hundred percent true. Uh, <laughs> and the, the reasoning was the exact same. Uh, it was just, it was so annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying. And so let's just stop doing it. That makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had really genuinely ha- had to pay for a new engine for the car. It wasn't like you could, t- like, I didn't total the car. We got a new engine, put yep. it in, or, you know, used new- one, mm-hmm. but we found one. And uh, I had to, I-, I was working at the time, so that I paid for it, me, mm-hmm. not my dad or anybody else. Uh, and uh, I had to skip a lot of stuff that summer. Like, I, yeah. our youth group went on an Orlando trip for like choir tour oh, and wow. i had to skip it because i didn't have the money to go and do that Dang. it was like nope and so and kylie went on that trip it was one of the trips that the few trips that she went on with our church youth group that i didn't go on and so mm-hmm. she's got all these memories of things that happened and i was like yeah i was working at the time so <laughs> trying to pay for a car and yep. do all that kind of stuff yep. so uh yeah that's kind of a crazy deal so it is a crazy deal and uh, there was another story I shared about powdered milk with my yep. mom, which mm-hmm. is a hundred percent true as well. Have you ever had powdered milk?
1: <laughs> um, I don't know if I've ever drank powdered milk. Have You ever seen it? I've seen it. Okay,
0: um, like, they I don't...
1: do sell it at the stores. Okay, in, so my question like, is: it a cooking? Aisle. Is
0: it a cooking thing? Like people people cook with it? No.
1: Well, I mean, it started during like World War II or something, and sure. people drink it as milk because you couldn't get actual milk.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and then
0: is I mean, it like I actual? Think- dehydrated I milk? I think so. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I remember being absolutely gross. That's all I remember. And it being like, "Why?" and I don't think she ever, I think we made so much fun of my mom you that she need never to, bought it again.
1: I think if you were going to use it as a substitute of milk, you would, I think you'd probably need to like make sure it's really well mixed with like water or whatever you're going to rehydrate it with. Yeah. Before you.
0: Yeah. So you've never cooked it. with it. I've never
1: cooked with it. Yeah. No. I've used like evaporated milk or sweetened condensed milk, but I've never like used I've never used powdered milk. Yeah. But it's all in I think you can still find it like where all the evaporated and substitute milks are, like in the baking aisle. Okay. So
0: uh would you ever use it to cook your turkey? Cause this weekend you're gonna <laughs> share about how you cook your turkey and I'm really excited about it. You're doing the video today.
1: I know, I am doing the video for, for Sunday. this Sunday. This is a
0: big reveal. This is I great. Know,
1: it's really exciting.
0: If you listen to this podcast, like you're gonna want to make sure that you are on time for <laughs> Both the worship and the video, but mm-hmm. the transition video is is Megan this week. So <laughs> yeah,
1: it's me. Double duty
0: I podcast know. and that this week. Well,
1: yeah, I you know I apparently did well enough the few times I've done it that they're asking me to do it. Absolutely, again, so. you're on the rotation now.
0: <laughs> you're screwed. You just get. To- I think we have about twelve people on this rotation, yep. and we've always asked them to be on, and we've never we never like give them a chance to like not not that they couldn't. Get off if yeah. they, if but they, we just keep asking them you and know? they keep and,
1: saying, oh, okay, I'll keep, do it this week. Fine, <laughs> I guess. Yeah.
0: If you have nobody else, <laughs> and we're like, We have nobody else, you're on this weekend. That's how this works, it's great. So, uh, yeah, uh, what else? What else? Anything, stand out um, to your I notes? think
1: what I was struck by towards the end, you were talking about, um, well, like the integrity, the thing you were talking about from the part, like the righteous, or I don't remember the wording now, but like the the foresight of having integrity and that you are like the crookedness isn't necessarily that you are shady per se, right. but the crookedness is that you aren't looking ahead. Yeah. Um, and so that just the, f- just the idea of having integrity means taking the long view. So not only taking the long way around, but also taking the long view, like maybe this isn't going to benefit me in this exact moment, but it will benefit my, like my person and my character in the long run. And that is more valuable than any sort of immediate benefit I could get now, which is very countercultural right now. Um, you know, let's do it right here, right now, figure out how to get it the best possible way yeah. in this exact moment. Instead of saying, I want to be known as someone who, um, and taking that long view of how yeah. how my character will be and what my character will be. Which
0: I want to make it very, very clear that, it's not and I use the illustration of I wanted it so I bought it I could I, I saw myself driving home with it and then I want to make it clear that I'm not you dr- driving nice cars or spending your money on things right but there is a way in which you buy these things and you think ahead and you be like I'm planning for this this is what I want to do this is what I want to spend my retirement on or my nest egg on or I want this car because it fits my whole family and I, it's not an anti, uh, like wealth or anti kind of sort of statement, but it's an intentional why am I doing this? Do I know why I'm doing this? Mm-hmm. I, 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 when somebody goes, when somebody is in like approaching a certain age or has a certain financial stability or whatever, and they're like, I want a Corvette just because I freaking want a Corvette. Mm-hmm. And I, but I've thought about it and I've planned ahead and I'm, yeah. I'm not overextending myself. I'm not making my family suffer. My, you know, I, I'm making my husband drive this while I get to drive this, or husband, you know, wife, flip yep. it around or whatever. Like, if you have thought through this sort of thing and it fits and it does this, like, dude, good on you, man. Yeah, Go great. for it. Go right, for you, you've approached it from a long term perspective. Yeah, as opposed well, to well, and
1: you've planned and you've worked and you've thought for yeah. ahead, and it's not a whim right. decision and it's not a I want this right now decision. It's a You know what I like this is something that will make me happy and this is something that I've worked towards and this is something that my family is okay with me doing and my, my the people in my life who I trust to speak like truth into myself like they're like yeah that's cool right like then then yeah do that do the crazy thing right take the crazy trip buy the car yeah whatever it is but if it's like oh i really want this right now but i can't really afford it yeah but but i think maybe in the future we we
0: do this like self-deception thing where we convince ourselves that that's true of this thing and you're like yeah but was it though because like you just you you just saw this car like last week so it's not like you've been thinking about this you know what i mean like yeah We can say we can we can prize the value of that or somebody can respond with, well, Brent, that feels like you're anti this, you know, whatever. And then you can say I'm not. But let's let's be clear that uh, there is a tendency. The more likely tendency is for us to take a short term thing and treat it as if it's a long term Mm -hmm. thing because we really, really want it. We can justify Mm -hmm. these things. So that's that's definitely in play. But the reality is those things obviously do exist as well, too. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: for sure. Yeah. And then I think the other thing I was talking thinking about is um, at the end, you were talking about losing your integrity um, and like the idea of us like compromising our
0: integrity to cover up. Yeah. The line was uh, your integrity is worth far more than your infallibility. Yeah. Right.
1: And so I think that a lot of times we forget that the cost of losing your integrity is so much more than the cost of making a mistake. Yeah. Um, And so having integrity within your failure is a completely different thing than like trying to cover up a failure. And it like covering up a failure and losing your trust, losing the trust of the people around you, losing your integrity, losing that part of your character is so much more costly than saying, ah, I really messed up that time. Yeah, Like I need to own that and like make amends for that and move forward. And I think that we don't value that long-term like value of integrity enough. And so uh, we will often try and cover that up and, you know, hide hide little parts of whatever instead of owning the mistake that we have made in that moment.
0: And the way the air arena that we feel this a lot of times the most is in relationships, mm-hmm. um, and where the pain of this and the shortfall of, of of this nature kind of feel you know rears its ugly head the most is in I'm going to say marriage, but you know what I mean. Take it for interpret it, whatever arena you're in. But what we look at and we can you know we can hear these words of wisdom saying, "Listen, your marriage is more likely to survive." A failure in a certain area than it is your lack of integrity trying to cover up that failure you know what i mean mm-hmm. like there's it's it's uh if if there's a if, if financial difficulty kind of or just a really dumb decision happens you, you you're like you're more likely to survive this thing and get through on the other side having dealt with it together as like a man this really sucks but you know what we're gonna pull together we're gonna fight through you stuck it out with me we stuck it out together we, we're gonna get on the other side of this mm-hmm. that feels way better that that is more likely for your marriage to survive than this path of infidel or this path of lack of integrity yeah um and and not upholding that Yeah,
1: because it's really like okay yeah i can understand a mistake or i can understand like, we're all human. We all make mistakes. We all understand that, right? Yeah. But if you are intentionally covering that from me and not trusting me to, like, it's it's a both ways trust, right? If you're not trusting me to say, okay, yeah, that was a mistake. Like, it hurts and yeah. we have, like, work to do about it, but I can work through the hurt of a single mistake. What's really hard to work through is the fact that you don't trust me enough to, like, own what you have. Yeah. And the fact that you are trying to like deceive me, like I can't, I can't trust you in that anymore, ever again, either. Like if we're not owning our failures to each other and the people closest to us, then it's really hard to move forward in a relationship.
0: For sure. For sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. And those two questions that we started at the beginning: Have you ever lied to somebody to try and uh, assure them that you're trustworthy? I mean, that's all we laugh at it. I mean, we got laughs about both Oh yeah, services. it was. Second it was, service was second audible.
1: service was really audible. Yeah. I listened to it online and, and then well not online, but
0: I think afterwards. after the first. So that was the opener question yeah. for it. Everybody laughed, and then when they realized I doubled down on it the second time, they're like, yeah. Ooh. "Yeah, because
1: and everyone laughs because it's one hundred percent true." Uh,
0: yeah, everybody knows somebody that's well. Done everybody, that. yeah, everyone.
1: Somebody themselves, like you're like, yep, okay, to some degree, sure, I've done uh, that a (laughs) little self
0: violating in that way, so for sure, yeah, yep. It's a fun series, it's good, it's a tough one because you know, like I said, Kylie will tell our kids, Hey, you're better, it's better to kind of be upfront about it, and she'll do it honestly, audibly enough for me to hear. (laughs) It's difficult talking about integrity because there's always that risk of people going, Yeah, but are you, you know, like who's talking, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, and so. It carries a lot of what's the is it pathos? pathos? Uh, I don't know. Anyways. I don't know what the um, word is. It it's it's uh it's a it's a dangerous thing to walk on. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So well
1: yeah, you just have to like this is something we're all working on. Right? Yeah. This is yeah. Like, I This hope is that, this is a season series for Brent. I hope, for hope himself, that comes right? through like- so
0: clearly. <laughs> I hope that everybody's not um you know, nobody's reading this as Brent's up there going, boy, if y'all just would be more like me, we'd be just fine. But uh please, 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 no. All right, anything else? No, I'm good. All right, let's jump into our something interesting. Let's do so it. You get to go first.
1: I do get to go first. I watched a new movie this weekend. It's called The Electric Life of Louis Wayne. Nice. And it's on Prime and it stars Benedict Cumberbatch and Claire Foy who are some pretty, like, big-name British actors. But what's really interesting um, is it's is about this man, this artist in Victorian England. His name is Louis Wayne, and he is he's music-centric, um, and he is kind of credited with um, helping cats become, like, popular and become, like, a pet instead of just, like, a farm-working animal that, like, moused for people. Um, and it was kind of like, I read an article, he's not completely the sole reason, like cats were kind of starting to come into vogue in the Victorian era anyway, as, as pets, not just as like working animals. Um, but he did
0: these, um, you say working animals. Yeah. Cats, every cat I've Mousers. ever known sleeps 18 hours a day okay
1: but farm cats <laughs> that's might be true but farm cats also are like they're they legitimately barn do, cats like yeah, barn yeah, cats yeah. their job is to you know catch mice yeah. and make sure that the barns are clear um and people used to have cats in their homes in like the 1800s to do the same thing when um might when like they didn't keep didn't have the tools to keep mice out as much as we do now um so they would have cats in their house to do that but um, but yeah, so he used to draw these pretty crazy pictures. I'm going to show Brent one uh, of cats, just like in different varying colors, kind of anthropomorphized doing things. Um, and they became really, really popular. Um, and so, yeah, they're like silly. And the cats have like big eyes. And... I think
0: there is a coloring book that my daughter has that looks yeah. a lot like this.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, And so he was just a really... He was really popular in the late 1800s, but he has kind of a sad end to his story. So one of the reasons he started drawing the cats is because his wife of six months got breast cancer and was, like, passing in the process of dying. Um, And they had a cat that she really loved, and so he was drawing these pictures to, like, help her, and she was like, oh, you should sell them. But he was, like, really kind of... Differently abled brain wise, I guess. I don't know. Just like really eccentric and kind of weird. And so he didn't ever copyright anything. And so he never made any money from it. Um and he the This is all of, true story. All true story. Okay. The end of his life was not exactly happy. Um, but it was really it was like kind of a sweet movie. It sounds like a role
0: built for Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, I love that guy. He's great. Yeah, he is great. And he did a really great job with this and um it was like, I was kind of interested. I was like, oh, that's really cool about like Louis Wayne and the art. And um, just he was just kind of like a different artist for the time. And just really like, he was like the perfect artist to come in in the Victorian area when all this stuff was kind of in vogue and pretty popular anyway. So yeah, nice. that's my little tidbits about Louis Wayne.
0: I just looked at the clock to see if I have enough time to tell another story because <laughs> you mentioned mousers uh-huh. and all of that um you know this is a 50 60 year old theater right
1: yeah yeah we have mice
0: (laughs) yeah so i'm working in down at my desk (laughs) this is a week before like the week before we left right (laughs) and i hear something behind me oh no and i think it's andrew and he's working on the other side in the theater and i'm like oh okay i didn't know he's here but okay yeah and then all of a sudden i feel a mouse going up the pant (gasps) leg Shut up! I'm sitting at a table like this with a tablecloth like this. Shut up, Brent! And it hits, it hits <laughs> my jean leg, and it goes <sighs> like that. And I, Megan, I stood up and I let out a yelp out of my mouth that I it was subhuman, it was animalistic, it was, it it had octaves, it hit like multiple octaves at the same time. I can't even. I'm not even going to attempt to replay it for yeah. you. But I was uh, outside of my mind, yeah. and I stood up, and I'm freaking out, and I'm trying to find this thing, and I'm looking under the desk, and I'm looking under all of these things, and I, and then I realized, even if I found this thing, I don't have anything to, like, kill it. Like, I don't have a broom. I, what am I going to do? <laughs> kick it? Step on it? Like So I'm like, I'll go downstairs, and I'll grab a broom. So I start walking up this ramp that's right mm-hmm. out here. I'm halfway up the ramp, and I feel it in my other pant leg. <gasps> My other pant leg he had been in my pants for two minutes Ah! while I'm looking at this thing. And he does this little thing again, and I I let out the exact same (laughs) yelp at both octaves at the same time. I shake my leg. He drops to the ground. We're both looking at each other, freaking out. He starts running up. I'm attempting to kick him while I'm running (laughs) up the ramp, completely missing him. And then I then he goes and he hides in the corner over there. Uh-huh. And I'm freaking actually he's hidden that corner right, he, right You're a, right you're somewhere in my right, head. right actually like under you. your chair, <laughs> like right in your chair area <laughs> is about where he kind of left and there was like six of them at that point. No, so I, I really did couldn't find him. So then I went and bought some mouse traps. Yeah, you did. And uh put peanut butter on him. actually I walked I <laughs> this is kind of funny too. <laughs> I, I grabbed two mouse traps and I go over to Kagan's. And I'm like, hey, can I borrow some peanut butter? I got a mouse problem. And Cade's over there and he's all, hey, man, we're open right now. Yeah. Could you keep it down with the mouse problem? I was like, oh, yeah, sorry, man. Sorry, I just need some peanut butter. And he's like, so we got peanut butter. I got it up. I'm at th- I've am i got three. Three. Yep. three. I'm at number three. And it's been a couple days now. I think maybe there was just three. But ooh. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I wear a rubber band around my pant legs. <laughs> For the time being, pull your
1: socks over. Yeah, I pull panties. socks over the jeans, and
0: that's how it's been. And so, if that fails to work, and I don't catch uh, anymore, maybe a mouse or cat. Get one that goes to work. This is a working cat. Yeah, you work here.
1: Jovi would love it.
0: Jovi <laughs> would absolutely love it. um She uh doesn't listen to this podcast, so I can say this. We bought her a for her first Christmas gift the other day, mm-hmm. which was a "Can You Spot the Cat" book from oh, Costco, <laughs> and it's just a bunch of life life situations. Yeah. And there's like a little cat with like his head in a cookie jar. <laughs> and like, Can you spot him? Like, oh, there he is. It's so dumb. She's going to love it. Yeah. Okay, mine uh, is simply this. Um. Uh. Have you seen Dune yet? Did you watch Dune? No. Are you interested? N- not really. Did you ever read the books as a kid? Nope. Okay. <laughs> um. So, big movie out on HBO uh-huh. Max and I have theaters. a student
1: who said he went and saw it with his it's dad. It's so
0: good. Or saw,
1: watched it with his dad. Okay,
0: I've never, like, I played. He was underwhelmed. Okay, well, he's dumb. So, <laughs> he's ridiculous. Don't listen to him.
1: He's also like I grew 16, up playing
0: so. a video game uh, called Dune mm-hmm. and it was on the Sega Genesis and it was a, it, maybe that's Sega maybe it's Genesis. just nostalgic for me. Yeah. Like I loved it. It was great. Me and my buddy spent stayed up all night playing and replaying this game because you could it has like replayability. Okay. Anyways, Um, And so that was great. I never read the book as a kid, never watching the older movies. I know it's been made into a movie before, but not like before we had CGI the way that we do, right? So I was pretty – I was like kind of hopeful for this movie Yeah, and whatever. I didn't – not enough to go see it in the theaters. I watched it at home with my wife. And uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. And I'm like, I kind of now I wish I would have gone and seen it in theaters. In fact, I might go see it in the theaters again just to say I saw it there because I think that's really the way to see it. So I know it's available on HBO Max. It's the type of movie that's really not. Some of those like
1: epic movies though. Yeah. Really? Like the theater is where you should probably see it at least one time.
0: Unless you have a really great, and I don't have a great home theater thing. So if you do, maybe fine. But if
1: you have like a projector on a whole wall, then maybe it's okay. Yeah, go for it. You paid for that.
0: You should probably Take advantage of it, but for the rest of us, we're gonna to go to the theater Libians. to watch it. But in the meantime, um, uh, I was like, okay, uh, now I got the book at Costco, so I'm I'm currently reading the book. And then uh, I came across a really great article written by a guy named Matthew Iglesias, um, who writes for a Substack called Slow Boring. Have you okay. ever read Slow? Bo- heard nope. of Slow Boring? Apparently, it's like the like top five sub- Substack in America. I mean, it's like a really people subscribe like per month, but he has a free option. It's the one I've, I've signed up for. Um, and he writes about politics and life and he's just, I don't, he's a really great writer. Cool. Um, and he did a Dune explainer article. So either I'm trying to think, I think I would do it in the order that I did it. I would watch the movie Mm -hmm. and then I would read this article to kind of help fill in some of the blanks. Got it. And then I would go into the book. If you're looking for like a strategy for how to approach this, that's pretty good. I think it's not bad. Uh, and, uh, there you go. Cool. So, slow boring matthew iglesias uh i think it's called like a primer on on dune or something like that so yeah check any of those out and uh enjoy let me know what you think it's for it's for sure like when you watch the movie it's like clearly going to be like there's going to be six of these uh it's not just a one-shot wonder it was like oh they're setting so many things up yep yep and uh i hope it goes well so we'll see cool but it does talk about desert. I'm just keep going into it. <laughs> I think it's great because I live in, live, in desert, so like, live in a desert. You live in a desert. You're like, you know, talks wrong. about desert power. You're like, yeah, freaking. We kind of figured out how to survive in this thing. You're right. It's a little harder to do it over it's here. It's
1: a little different. Our desert's a little different hey, than like the hey, Sahara. But... Uh,
0: it's the same thing. I had to like <laughs> blow out my sprinklers. I, I mean, I have to like, if I don't water it, it turns slightly brown in a few days. Very similar. <laughs> We've gone long. Uh, uh, yeah. It's been great to be back. We had so much to share. And uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, anything coming up? We just did our Christmas uh, Operation Christmas Child boxes. Went out on Sunday. Those need to be back in two weeks on the 21st. If you didn't grab one, you can just get any old shoebox. Go to OCC.com uh, and check out Operation Christmas Child. You can print off like a shopping list and pay for the prepackaged shipping so you can track your package wherever it goes around the world definitely check that out. That's great. We're also doing a base camp here in a couple of weeks uh, on the 21st as well. So those, yep. both of these deadlines are the 21st, but November 21st, Lauren's leading the next round of base camp. It's going to be in the evening, Sunday evenings here at the church, uh, one hour in length, come learn what it might look like for you to wear love or what you're already doing. How do we shift our perspective to see it as wearing love as opposed to just I'm doing this, right? Yeah. So lots of good options there. Um, And this Sunday, we'll be back. I'm back with part three of our uh, The Long Way Around series. Hope you can make it at 8.30 or 10 o'clock or 10 o'clock online. Uh, I think that's it. it. Have a great week, guys. Bye.